The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. Then Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, blessing God. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. Lazarus, Jairus' daughter, and the widow's son at Nain all have something very unique in common. They all died. They were all brought back to life by Jesus. And they died again. Now, we usually say the word resurrection when we speak about how they came back to life. But I feel like we might be using the word resurrection a little differently than Jesus's resurrection. Maybe a better way to think about Lazarus, Jairus' daughter, and the widow's son at Nain coming back to life is the resuscitation of a dead body. It doesn't have as nice ring as resurrection. All three of them, when they came back to life, went back to their old lives and then died and stayed dead. Jesus' resurrection is different because he came back to life and he didn't go back to his old life, but ascended into heaven. The destiny of any resurrection, according to Jesus, is ascension. Martin Luther wrote concerning Jesus' ascension, For Christ has purified everything with his ascended body, so that through him nothing that belongs to our old birth and this life damages us. When Jesus ascends into heaven, he's making sure 
that our resurrection is not just a resuscitation of a dead body that goes back to the old life. He says this in the Gospel reading, in verse 49. And behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. When Jesus sends the Holy Spirit, humanity is now in union with God. In union with Christ, the Holy Spirit gets on with his work in our lives. I mean, sanctifying our bodily life for the increasing participation of the divine life of the Holy Trinity. The resurrection isn't going back to the old life because we're headed in a very different direction. The second reading from Ephesians shows what Jesus' ascended body will do to our lives. Christ's bodily ascension into heaven reveals what St. Paul says or calls the hope that belongs to Jesus' call. And the hope is this. The humanity that we all share is no longer dominated by sin or death, but has actually entered into the eternal bliss Christ has preceded us, and now our destiny is joined with his. And Jesus didn't rise again simply to go back to his old way of living, as wonderful and beautiful as that was. But he resurrected to finish the journey back into the presence of God. Through the bodily ascension of Christ, each of our bodies are meant to be filled up with the resurrection life. Christ's bodily ascension means humanity has an irreversible entry into the divine glory. That is the destiny of following Jesus. As Paul continues to write in the Ephesians reading, May the eyes of our hearts be enlightened that we may know what are the riches of glory that awaits us as followers of Christ. We're not resurrected to go backwards, but to ascend into the new life. See, Jesus' body at the right hand of God right now has an effect of a supernatural evelation of every human body. Luther writes this about this, about this elevated body. He writes, in Christ, a part of our flesh and blood, that is our human nature, right now sits in heaven above at the right hand of God. It is an unspeakable great glory and honor for mankind to have been raised so high by him. And not merely to heaven, but to the same level of God himself. 
We'll always be creatures. We'll never become creator. But every Christian must take this glorious truth into account as he or she acts towards his own body and then, of course, how they act towards other people. See, our destiny is joined to Christ's ascension by virtue of holy baptism. Through baptism and faith, we're clothed with Christ's birth, Christ's life, Christ's death, Christ's resurrection, and ascension. And through Christ, we're already given this divine life. So we now get a chance to live it. Since part of us is already living in God's presence, we have lots of reasons to rejoice in the fact that God's pleased with us for Christ's sake. That means our life now is lived joyfully, peacefully, contently. Because right now, humanity is at the right hand of God. Our life is holy because of Jesus. We are meant to live full blast, to love our neighbor full blast with a good conscience. Because of Jesus' ascension, our death ends in living. And so now we live freely, not by the constraints of a sinful world. The ascension is our destiny because of Christ. So we live each day facing forward, living life without regrets, because all is forgiven. We live now facing forward in hopefulness and eager expectation of all the good things that God has planned for us. While the ascension does change us, we're not fully changed. That only happens after the resurrection. For now, in faith, we live our mortal bodies as structurally disproportionate people. It's another mouthful. What that means is our bodies are too small to receive the fullness of the ascension. But that doesn't mean we live in a way that we're stuck. You see, Jesus' ascended life now presses against our bodies to the point where we sometimes think we will break. But we don't. See, this pressing happens in our joy and in our sorrow, our blessings and our sufferings. Through joy and sorrow, blessings and suffering, our lives then are stretched. Our bodies are enlarged and transformed. And then we are able to participate even more in Christ's life. Because our bodies are not just resuscitated. We are resurrected. We are resurrected to live the ascended life 
for all of its worth, even today. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.